1: yeah, yeah. Expect killings, red spilling, and flesh ripping. Impressive, in it? The death bringing his head spinning. Just kidding. Every word in his songs about two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog. dog, 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 dog. Yes, and welcome Yo. to the Wolf of Owl podcast. We 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 need to. I don't like to do this. It's sort of a bit negative. We need to start with an apology that we didn't a have a bonus apology. episode. Are we going to tell them honestly why there was no bonus episode of the Wolf and L? Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think we have to be honest on
0: this. So, guys, we recorded uh, two podcasts on the one day off that we'd had. Pretty much, what do you think we had was one day off in about a month, wasn't it? That we both had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we recorded two: one that you guys heard on Wednesday, uh, and the second one, no one will ever hear because it was. I mean, to say uh, it was heard, it would t- be,
1: Yeah, <laughs> and w- when Tim's, Tom says no one will ever hear, what I mean is we've deleted all records of it because it's. It's it's. I listened fucking to the awful. opening
0: three minutes and I started crying.
1: I, I, I guess we give you a bit of a pricey. So basically, what happened was, it's like Tom's right, right. So so we we we'd had our first day off in a month. We thought let's get let's get this podcast done, and um, we we started doing it. And it's one of these things that happened where Tom and I, through our faces, we didn't actually say it out loud because we we were too worried to, but through our faces, conf, like sort of conveyed to each other that we didn't think this was going well in terms of chat and stuff. Yeah. Right? So we recorded the main episode. We recorded the bonus episode. The bonus episode. Somebody emailed in about a fight, right? And then what followed about uh, fighting and like just asking who would win in a scrap or so? Oh yeah, what you like in a scrap? And then Tom and I. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Tom. You've been quite even handed about this, but let's be absolutely honest. It's mainly me that's at fault here. I then I then tell I reckon about six consecutive. Anecdotes about a fight I got into when I was a kid. None of them had any comedic merit whatsoever. You you became like a drunk guy in Weatherspoons going sh- off Hundred percent. Do you know, do you know when you're in your 20s, right? And yeah. like that, that's that's all blokes want to talk about. So, like, so he's gone for me, right? And I've gone, nah, you ain't getting me like that, right? <laughs> so I've gone inside him, right? He's not expecting it. Bang, 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 into the ribs. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on,
0: right? So your think- face was so close to the camera, like you were almost like <laughs> you were almost inside my computer. How aggressive you got! It was like it was a whole nother level of like. I mean, you know, we we'd sort of we'd had Wednesdays uh, was sort of this grumpy Rom, and then aggressive Rom came
1: into the ring, and it was like, wow, this is something I've never seen before. He had his top off for the last half of it. Yeah, I was just fucking. I was just banging my chest and like screaming, and then like pouring like baby all over myself. It was mental. But number one, right?
0: Number one. Like, I love the idea of you thinking that it's really aggressive and quite tough to pour baby all over yourself in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they
1: can't grab you. They can't get you. They yeah, get yeah. do you know what I mean? They get they, yeah, they can't get any poo. That's why
0: the guy walked away. Yeah. That's why he walked away. He was yeah. so scared of the baby oil. I was <laughs> glistening in baby oil. Yeah. All right, mate. Yeah, no,
1: yeah, I said to him on. I said to him now hold on a fucking second. You want to go, you want to go. So Luckily, I had some baby oil in my bum bag, right? So I just said to him, just wait a fucking second, mate. <laughs> just wait a So I'm rummaging around in it. I'm thinking once I get this out, you ain't going to be able to get hold of me, mate.
0: I remember actually years ago, I went on holiday and um, uh, it was like a lad's holiday. And you know, like when sort of out of nowhere, everyone started having these games of water polo. It was sort of like became the big, one of the big things to do, do, in a, what, do, do. What are you talking
1: about? You know water polo? I know water polo. I, I know that you're putting the emphasis on the wrong word. It's water polo. What am I saying? Well, you're saying water polo. No, oh, that is it. Water polo. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is. Water polo. Water polo. There you go. Now you said it. Why does it matter which one? It doesn't no, matter. I'm it, do, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not. I'm, by the way, let me just hold my hands up and say it doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter. I think. And, and I respect your My emphasis should be on polo. Why? Why? Because, because polo's the, the
0: big thing. In the mix, right? If I just went, oh, water polo, you wouldn't know. You go water what? Whereas if I go water polo, you know that I've said water polo is the big thing, right?
1: I think both of those Otherwise, things. Otherwise, I'm just are... swimming. <laughs> <laughs> that that assumes that if you go swimming, you just refer to it as water. <laughs> yeah, but if you, if I said, I "What, was you do, what, you, what are you up to?" Um, let's go go do water. What? You yeah, you know what I meant, wouldn't you? I know what you mean. But I'm not having a go. if, at not, you. if I did, but I, 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 if I, didn't I did turn around to you and you went, "Oh, where did you go
0: last Tuesday?" I would go, "Oh, I just went water." Would you yeah. know what I meant? No, I
1: don't think I would. You wouldn't go. Oh, you probably went swimming. Well, try, try, try as an experiment. You're going off to do. You're going off to film something later today, right? Yeah, yeah. Like just go. I'm just, filming a thing I'm, with
0: I'm, Jamie Rednap, so he hit yeah, that will yeah. ease for Jamie.
1: Do, do me a favour, Jamie. Jamie won't have heard this by the time you go and do it. I don't know why I'm explaining how time works. Anyway, the point is. <laughs> Go up to Jamie and and when he says to you what you've been up to today, just go this morning, just a bit of water. See what he says. See See if he knows that means he went swimming. I'll try and
0: record it as a sound clip. Yeah, do a little like undercover. Wear a wire type thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm here now with Jamie Redknapp, and this is. As we said on the podcast, it's a battle between me and alright? Jamie has to say what he thinks this means when I ask him. Okay, so Jamie, you ever, haven't, we haven't cheated. You don't know what I'm going to say, do you? No idea, Thomas. Okay, Jamie, if I was to say, yeah, I'm going in water. What would you think? What activity would you think I'm going to do? Swimming. So, and you—you haven't you been preempted. No, it's just was obvious, isn't it? Exactly. So, Mum, you're a fucking idiot. Jamie has qualified. What I, saying, what I was saying is right, I win again. Back down, Ron. Back down, bro. Anyway, it comes very competitive, these water polo games in this really shitty hotel that we're all staying in in Magaluf. Right. And so, but you've got, like, and then you've got, so you had like, you know, Northern lads, Southern lads, you a bunch of boys from Cornwall, Birmingham, people from all around England, basically. <laughs> 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 Different guys, <laughs> and uh, I was actually pretty good at water polo, as it turned out right, right. I was tall I had a decent enough throw on me um and but it got, used to get quite rough and um you know occasionally you'd sort of break into sort of like sort of like little scraps or whatever it was quite sort of you know I'd say actually at times I'd say it was probably one of the most entertaining sports endeavors I've ever
1: been a part of right uh, and why, I, why, know, what I a from... damning what a damning indictment of soccer aid by the way. <laughs> If you press, there was a lot more
0: action, literally, I will see more active statues of me at soccer. Race. I had to get warmed off to. I had to get warmed up to come off the fucking pitch and sit on the bench. That's literally. It's, there's so many uh, instructions that I had to try and remember in my head, and it just killed me in soccer. But day three, I'm like. People are grabbing me, they're dunking me in the water, it becomes quite like, you know, physical. So I absolutely coat myself in coconut oil. Mm. So when people are trying to grab me, I'm just slipping out of their hands. Sure. Um, Yeah. And it was, uh, mate, it literally, before you knew it, everyone playing was just lathered in coconut oil in the pool. And the pool just had like a film on the top of it. So
1: it basically, it sort of basically evolved into essentially like a Pornhub search item. Lads. naked lads covered in baby oil grapple yeah
0: yeah yeah all, all with this i just remember like i remember like because this would take place you'd have like a maybe a two hour slot where the water polo in the afternoon when everyone was waking up and uh would like sort of do you want know I me mean, come out of bed or a bit hungover or whatever have a bit of food mm-hmm. and play water polo but i just remember the next stage just sort of like if you coming home from a club or whatever early in the more early hours and just seeing this pool just with like like a slipstream of baby mm, oil across like the, the top
1: of, it. of a curry yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get a curry out of the fridge the next day and you're eating it it's all just congealed
1: <laughs> it's such it's such a horrible reminder of how some places do curries do you know what I mean like because you don't get that everywhere but some no, places no. and it's not a bad reflection on the curry because it's often delicious but like that yeah, yeah of... but also,
0: you know when you go, I had a really hel- I had a Brindle barge last night, and in my mind, Brindle Bargee is really, really healthy. It looks healthy, but it's hot and steaming. The next day when it's all congealed <laughs> and it's been in
1: the fridge for 12 hours, just doesn't look the same look.
0: It's bayou- so, it's... Just,
1: yeah. yeah, it's so mad. It's like, there's so many times you sort of eat and you go, this is great, this is great. Put it in the fridge. And then when you get it out, you go, this doesn't even look like it's fit for human consumption, let alone like a delicious thing that I paid a fair bit of wedge for. I had a
0: disgustingly big Chinese last night. Talk me through your order, please. So, prawn toast, two helpings of chicken balls, shredded chili beef, Malaysian battered chicken, uh, spring rolls, veggie and duck, prawn crackers, Thai chicken curry, Egg fried rice. Uh, I think
1: that's pretty much it. it was one. Can I ask you? I can I ask you a question? This. What What What's your problem with uh, sauce? What do you mean? Well, what I mean is, is in that order, there's a lot of dry items there. As far yeah, as no, no, I have
0: the sweet and sour sauce with the balls, and I just fucking uh, drench it in that. Oh right, okay. Because
1: <laughs> you got the t- you got the yeah. Thai green curry with the sauce.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't be bothered to cook yesterday. West Ham had won, so I was celebrating. Congratulations. And I sort of, thank you, thank you. Uh, so I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and order this mammoth Chinese. But, yeah, but my point being, I, you know what Chinese was? I always As I'm eating it, and before, I feel so excited or I'm, I'm so enthralled by being a part of it. And then afterwards, I just feel so disgusting. I lay there watching Line of Duty like a big fat whale. Yeah, and I, You know what, this is fucking a sad indictment of my life. Talking about my... You know, some of my great sporting endeavours of, like, playing water polo in fucking 96, 97 out in Magaluf and soccer. I couldn't get off the sofa yesterday.
1: Yeah. Have you been there in that uh, position? Have I been there? Brother, yeah. I, I sometimes I feel like I live there, mate. You know, that, 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 eating, to that eating to that point. Like, like, there's so many things that you just said there that I recognise. Like You know, like, over-ordering from a takeaway to yeah. the point where Lisa looks at me like a disappointed mother. I mean, he's done yeah. it again. I don't know how many yeah. times I have to talk to him about it. I don't know if we, uh, we have to get someone in to have a chat with him about it. But, you know, like she just goes to me, why the, fu- why the fuck are you ordering so much food? And I, and I go to him, like, you know, we have it tomorrow. She goes, a takeaway can just be one small meal, you know? It, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. Th- this is how I feel. I get as excited. About the prospect of eating it the next day, as I do about the prospect of having that night, yeah so I know, yeah, so, I so like when you, we're not, so at the end of the meal, sometimes I look across and I think, fucking i I've got a great day ahead of me tomorrow do you, know
0: what <laughs> you mean you just <laughs> throw it all in a wrap, is that what you do, mate? if I'm having curry if it's a look i I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak candidly here, I've got to say a curry <clears throat> the next day is arguably better than the day you order it. Okay. It might not look amazing, but you heat that baby up. You put it in a nice wrap, especially if you get a brioche wrap. <clears throat> Chinese, I'm 50-50 on. If you, and, and you know the sad thing is there was hardly anything left mm. yesterday. I, this is how I feel I am when I'm ordering at any sort of takeaway. I feel that the Titanic is going down, and I'm one of four people at the buffet resigned to the fact that I'm going down with the ship, so I'm yeah. just going to eat and eat and eat. And that's yeah. how
1: I feel when I'm ordering a t- yeah. Like, like
0: it's the last meal I've ever,
1: yeah. I'll ever have. I, I, I order as if the cuisine of that country will be made illegal from tomorrow. I, I, I look at it like it's like a really long, drawn out fucking suicide bid. <laughs> and that was the one. How time did he that- kill himself? <laughs> Over twenty years of ordering saturated fats. Yeah. And it's fine. We think this is the spring roll that finally
0: did it. <laughs> He, you're talking about a man who or, whose wife didn't like spring rolls, but he ate eight spring rolls of different variants every time he ordered the Chinese. <laughs> but, you know when you I was watching like so I had Line of duty on last night. It's like so it's about quarter past twenty past nine. The Chinese has been sitting out since about seven, and as I'm watching it, I just sort of keep on glancing over my shoulder at um. <laughs> At these three spring rolls that I know are sitting there. And at quarter past nine, I ate them. Like, I couldn't get them out of my head. You know? It's like when Bob Hoskins sees Jessica Rabbit for the first time.
1: It's literally just like peering over my shoulder. Can I tell you something? The reason I'm laughing is one because it's funny, but two, I c ca- I can't I can't tell you how much I fucking relate to it, man. Now, yeah. one, of, one of the most heartbreaking things I think can happen in a meal is if you're eating spring rolls and, and as as often I do, I'm not you know this whole thing where they advise you eat consciously, engage with what you're doing. The number of times I fucking inhale a meal without even looking down, right? <laughs> what one of one of the most heartbreaking things you can do. If you spring rolls, think you've got three left and look down there's, and, and there's only two because you've miscounted Oof. how many you've eaten. The, 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 yeah. Just the fucking devastation you feel. When, oh, it's almost, it's almost, I would argue it's almost like you've not had spring rolls at all because you're yeah. just sort of like, yeah. I, I'm working my way through and getting myself emotionally ready for the fact that this is going to be my last spring roll. And now the fucking rug's been pulled out from under me. The crispy it's... pastry rug has been pulled Oof. from under my feet.
0: It's such a, it's such a kick in the dick because you have to savor every moment, and it's also it's like you know actually I will tell you what is the game changer of every and this is actually not going to do my order that we've talked about quite. Con- I I love just seaweed. I would love coating everything in seaweed. Really? Like, yeah. Oh my god, the salt, salty
1: sweetness of seaweed. It's
0: just seaweed is un- amazing. So
1: what? Do you, so so, exp- so you put all you 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 put your plate selection together. I'll make a base right? layer of the rice. Right. Okay,
0: and then I'll have sort of like a little sort of smile, almost of like the beige items, the fried, deep fried stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. The the golden, the and, golden arc.
0: Yes, of the deep golden, fried the shit, the golden arc. <laughs> and then I'll put like a bit of a bit of shredded beef, a bit of Malaysian chicken. Nice, nice. Sweet so and sour sauce dribbled. Is it dribbled or what do you say? I think dribbled. What's the? Uh, dribbles, uh, d- yeah, yeah. There,
1: mu- there must be a chefy word for that when they do that little, yeah, that little thing. And yeah. then I
0: just get the seaweed and I just sort of knock it and dust it all over it. That's
1: lovely. Yeah. I was eating
0: satay as well. We had. I don't,
1: I don't had think you need
0: to. But now I, I feel, I, yeah, I feel like grotty now though. I Feel a bit. I, I haven't done enough fucking exercise recently. So what, I just what, what sort of, yeah,
1: it, my exercise situation is 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 becoming unacceptable now. Yeah. You know, I, I, I yeah, keep I mean, doing. I keep doing like two days, and then thinking I've, I've, like an idiot. I formed. I think I formed a habit. Then on the third day, I think I'm going to make this a break day. And then that break day lasts about a week. And then I think I should yeah. get back to doing it. And it's not good for my, well, certainly not good for my body. What it isn't also good for is my head. Do you know what I mean? like, Yeah. It's just, it's bad, man. I played golf yesterday and I looked at, I
0: put on a polo shirt that before I started filming, filming King Gary looked, I looked really, I, I felt I looked decent in. Mm. I put it on and I looked like, I just looked like a fat old middle-aged man had given up. Do you know what I mean? And I looked at myself and I thought, you know, like when you're playing in something like that as well, you sort of it's gonna come untucked. It was sort of like, yeah, you know, you'll crouch down for the fucking ball and half your ass will be hanging out. Mm. It's just like, yeah, you, know, you just. Like, I went into golf yesterday on such a downer of
1: just because of how fat, what a fat piece of shit I looked mm. like. I, 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 I really, I, honestly, mate, I, I, I want them to invent like a 360 mirror or something, right? Yeah. Because the number of times I have looked in the mirror and thought, never thought I've looked great. You look in the mirror and you think, I look passable. I, I am happy with that. It, it, but you sort of go, that's okay. But you are not represented by you holding, you don't look like you're holding your stomach in front of the mirror. And it's just front on, complete front on view yeah. to most people that see you. So then inevitably, what happens is, it's like you'll see there'll be a photo taken of you or something or so, you know you'll catch a reflection of yourself from an angle that is one of the 359 degrees that isn't the one that you fucking looked at and you look horrific And I mean you go oh, oh mate that's what that's what most people are saying okay all right cool well that's that's good i came i left the house with a little fucking molecule of self-esteem about how i looked and now i've essentially put that in the fucking hadron collider uh, never to be mate. seen again my stomach
0: is just the thing that overalls everything there someone so we got sent over the press deals from King Gary for the series and and the photographer was very sweet he was like oh, i can 't wait for you to see you know the stuff you shot and go through it so I start gliding through them and there is one where it's me and Laura Checkley standing back to back and genuinely I look like uh, I look like a pregnant woman in her third trimester. I look like who's well, pregnant with twins or maybe even triple like everything else you' just had this massive stomach that's just coming over my trousers and honestly you know what for the rest of the, the rest of that day's a write-off it's a write-off and you know what what i should have done is gone well i'm gonna do something about this i'm gonna go and, and do an hour's boxing and fucking i'm gonna get on the rowing machine but i didn't i fucking sat i watched a load of sp- people who have given their life to sport run around and doing insane things i then ate a fucking massive great chinese and i literally felt sorry for myself mm. like a sad old cat
1: oh here's the thing just because you mentioned chinese and cats uh, what, do you, do you, what do you prefer, Chinese and Indian? Indian all day long. Right. And you prefer cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. So I'm, I'm, utter, I, I, I've, I'm convinced there's a correlation between people who like cats also like Chinese food and people who like dogs also really? like Indian food, I'm pretty sure. Could you email in to the at gmail.com? Yeah, you a good you that's, fall that's into that. That's maybe my favourite ever or, debate. Or if you don't fall into that, we'd love to know. And what's mm. great about that is Lisa's going through the emails. So send as many as you like. How's Lisa getting on with the emails? Is she enjoying it? She's is enjoying it. Um, we actually got an email in saying that they think the quality of email selection has gone up since Lisa's taken over. Oh, wow. So can I just take this opportunity on behalf of both the wolf and the owl to pass our thanks on to the shrew, no, Jackie, uh, on to Lisa. Shrew. The shrew, infamously, <laughs> the most attractive of animals. The shrew. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Lisa. Appreciate that. It was her birthday yesterday, actually.
0: Yeah, how mad, right? So it was Lisa's birthday Sunday, and it's uh, my wife's birthday Saturday.
1: Catherine's mm. birthday Saturday. I, 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 uh, I, I I'm away at the moment in a secret location that we can't. Uh, yeah, we, to, can't, we disclose. can't disclose. But I I um I ordered. What did you get Catherine for her birthday? So I got a pair of trainers that she loves
0: yeah. and a bag yeah. that she hates. Um, oh so, no! Yeah. She didn't look, You know what? It was one of those things where I she, she told me the sort of bag she likes, and I right. but I went renegade and I picked a bag that I thought she'd like. And it, in retrospect, I don't know what I was. I'm going to blame tiredness. I'm going to blame exhaustion. But yeah, it's not. It's not. It's a nice bag. It's a really nice bag. But she just. It's just not practical for what it looks like. It's a really nice bag if she worked in a city. Do you know what I mean? And She went right. to work in an office every day, but she doesn't do either of those things. So it's just a really impractical bag for, for me to have brought her. I,
1: I'm not saying this for Catherine's benefit. Uh, I'm saying this genuinely. But when we are on set and you were talking about getting her a present for her birthday, it was actually very sweet because I could tell that you were genuinely, you genuinely wanted to get her, like, good stuff. I could tell that, man. It was very nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why it's been such a kick in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, what? I was, if I'm honest, I was arrogantly thinking in my head, I actually smashed Christmas, and mm. I got her a few gifts at Christmas that were, I'd thought of, and she was like, oh, my God, these are amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I probably was a little bit like cocksure and the sort of, you know, uh, and sort of, yeah, I, I should have just, I should have followed the, the, the route laid. So, I think like, trainers' handbags, clothes, items, that's where, I mean, what, where, what was
1: your situation? What happened with you? Well, you know, I'm in a similar situation in that Lisa wanted a handbag, but... Um, what's different between uh, Lisa and Catherine is that Lisa has absolutely zero trust in my ability to display any kind of initiative uh, or or express my own uh, taste. So she actually told me exactly which one she wanted. Um, And then um, I bought her some trainers that I chose, but I'm a bit nervous about the trainers because they haven't arrived yet. Right. So they're due to arrive while I'm away. And, um, you know, sometimes I, 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 the, just the person I was, I'm getting them from so is taking a little bit of time. But this is what threw me a little bit, right, is that I, I did a little test, and even though the test went the wrong way, I still gone ahead and done this thing that I, and chose these trainers because I was on yeah, like... You told me about this test. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know. So, so I, I went onto the website, that I think it's like Selfridges or something, and I picked out trainers that I thought, in my head, I thought that she'd like, right? So I thought, and, and in my mind I had them. And then I called her to the, over to the laptop. I don't know why I did this, because it hasn't altered my behavior at all following it. And I said to, her, can I just ask you which of these trainers you like? And she hated all of the ones that I had picked out in my mind's eye that she would like. Um, so I'm very, and then what I should have done from that is gone, okay, Lisa, I'm going to be honest with you. That is a bit of an experiment. I can't be trusted to choose trainers for you. But instead, because she chosen the handbag, I wanted to show a little bit of like I can, you know. There's a bit of romance in choosing a present, right? So, right. so I've gone, I've gone on and chosen... But I suspect that we're gonna have the the mirror opposite of I've got, I've got a handbag she likes, and there'll be trainers she doesn't like. Do you know what I mean? Let's yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I've it. got,
1: to, I've got to now change the handbag. How did and, she? Yeah. Can, 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 I, can Can you talk me through how uh, how Catherine uh, expresses to you that she. How did she? she, explain
0: she that she's she did very it? sweet, actually. She's very sweet. She she realised the, the 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 thought that had gone into it, but she was like, she looked at the bag. She that she was like chatting about it, but then she sort of said, "I it, I don't really think it's for me." So you could see she felt awful because she could see how much it mattered to me. But yeah, also I'd sooner that she told me that and we got another bag rather I, than I spent money on a handbag that just sits in a and I I'm like a some goon who goes. Are you are got to take your
1: handbag out, and then she brings it out, and she's sort of hiding it from people. It's, it's horrible, isn't it, that thing of, like, having to use a present? I've had things where I've got... I was going out with a girl once, and uh, the way I said that was like, that was the end of the story. I was going out with a girl. I was going out with a girl once, and I used to wear caps. Well, I still I do now. Wear caps all the time. And I don't know why. I was even, like, my early 20s. I don't know why she thought this was a flex, but she bought me from the Warner Brothers store. A a matching. (laughs) She She brought me a matching Tasmanian Devil cap and polo. (laughs) How old were you, sorry? About 22. Right? Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Obviously, like. (laughs) Warner Brothers wise Tasmanian Devil would be the most edgy of all the characters you can get.
1: <laughs> Imagine no, if that would be me. she'd have brought me Goofy. <laughs> oh my god! I think it's one of those things where, like, I—I I did like, I still do think Tasmanian Devils like, is is funny, right? But like, I don't—I don't, I don't want to wear his merch. But like, but but I was really—I was really into—I was really into that relationship, and so she bought me the hat and the polo and i pretended i liked him and then because i pretended i liked him i then obviously had to wear that st- and, and you know like i, d- I don't know how you to explain you'd look like you work at, at the water Brothers store <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh. just imagine being 22 other people wearing fucking ralph polos and i turn up What's that logo, mate? I've not seen that before, is that oh it's the Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> You've seen Rom, yeah? Oh it's a Tony's
0: Disney merch. Warner Brothers Disney merch. Yeah, yeah, man. I see he
1: had a Harrington with Bugs Bunny on the other day. A crew, neck, a crew neck with Donald Duck. Have you seen that have you seen that belt he's got with the Bugs Bunny buckle? You see those crisp Elmer Fudd trainers, of this.
0: Presents are hard though, ma'am. Like like when I was probably about the same sort of, I was about twenty five. I was yeah. getting out of the girl, and I, I like she was. I was obsessed with her, right? And it came to her birthday, and her birthday was near mine. And she was obsessed with Madonna at the time, right? So I basically got a picture of Madonna, yeah, and like his massive like old poster of Madonna, and. Through a few people, da, da 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 I managed to actually get like her signature on this poster through some guys that I knew and whatever, da-da-da. And That's not, amazing. To this day, sure how, did if,
1: you, how the hell did you manage to do that?
0: The people I knew, uh, people had done rigging on stages, worked worked with things. I knew someone actually at the time who worked with Live Nation when she was touring. I, I'd sort of like, to, to this day, if I'm honest with you, I'm not 100% sure that their signature is kosher. Sure. Um, but it hangs in this girl's house to this day, I think, right? How do you and, know? Um, How do you know to this day? Because it's an amazing looking gift, and oh. she's a but I'd hope it's still there. Yeah. Um, someone so what, I knew. It's just the way friend.
1: the way you said it hangs up to this day. <laughs> oh, it's sort of on the edges of sinister, actually.
0: No, but <laughs> so I get her this 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 poster right and signpost, poster, get it framed. It was really really nice, yeah. You know, and she was over the moon with it. And then for my birthday, I think she got me some sort of jeans or something that didn't really fit that well mm-hmm. and then sort of dumped me about a week after that oh <laughs> how, how
1: it's long, kind of how, long, how long were you going out of it for? I think
0: about eight months maybe okay so eight remember. months is
1: a reasonable is a reasonable time to buy a gift like have you ever have you ever like gone in big like too early in the relationship and you thought I've absolutely fucked myself here yeah I mean I think we all
0: done. I think you know what this is the thing about it I think when you're in a relationship you have to play a relationship like you are sort of Gary Neville. In do you know what I mean like? I, 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 come if, in.
1: I, if if, if you'd given me a million guesses at what you were gonna say there, <laughs> Gary Neville would have been my second. No, I'm joking. I never, I never would have got Gary Neville. No, before. but it's not necessarily just Gary Neville. But I'd say what you got to
0: look at right is going into a, like creating a relationship like a football team, mm. going in steady. Few really decent, steady performances. Nothing too flash. Just keeping yourself like head down. Fucking. Are you talking about? Se- are you talking about sex team. now? I'm talking about all of it. I'm oh. just because the worst it thing isn't... you can do in a relationship is be Paolo One Chop or someone, right? Remember Paolo One Chop? Yeah, I love that. Scores Paolo an Wanchop. amazing goal yeah. on his one of his first games to Derby against Man United when he takes yeah. on the whole of this Man United, United team, right? Yeah, and he never ever from there ever eclipsed a moment bigger than that mm. that was him that was that was a peak of his powers right mm. Mm. okay because most of us like you, you of course you can dabble and you can be Mbappe right and you can come in you go in and you keep that consistently going that's fucking hard But if you come in here like Gary Neville steady right back even Elite Lee Dixon mm. basically like look at your fucking relationship like you're a good fullback you're a decent fullback in a yeah. really top team and just steady steady every now and again you get forward and you get a goal and that, and that's how you, I think that would be the advice I give to any young person entering a relationship.
1: I would describe it a little bit more like playing for sort of uh, being the shittest player on a Sunday league side uh, yeah. is how I would describe how I approach marriage, where <laughs> you're so shit, even in that context, that the expectations of the fans in this instance being your wife are so low, so, so rock bottom low that even if you manage to complete a (laughs) throw-on...
0: You'd be more like a mascot. Like, you get everyone (laughs) revved up at the start, and then someone (laughs) Someone else takes over.
1: a couple of times I've got a really good presence, but you know, like with, with, with other relationships, you know, when you sort of think you go, you go really big cause you want to sort of, there's a dangers when you start a relationship, you're so excited about being in that relationship. And you're so like yeah. a fucking, I want this to be good that you go big and actually it can have a detrimental effect. It, it, it actually looks a bit kind of like fucking hell. This guy's a bit, this is a bit yeah. full on. Do you know what I mean? Oh mate. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be quite honest,
0: through nearly all of my 10, 20s in every relationship I was in, desperation fucking eked from every pore in my body. Right,
1: right. So the, pathetic. The, the, the level... They even
0: thought that someone
1: was going out with me. Mate, 100%. My, my, the gratitude that I would feel that somebody actually wanted to be shackled to me in a relationship, it, you just come across as so fucking now, thirsty. Honestly, honestly, when I've been
0: given shit gifts in my 20s from someone, right? I swear on my life, I've turned around and said, don't worry about presents. Being with you is my present.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've just brought someone a miniature dash hound. I'd be like, you know how I remind myself of when I was in those relationships in my 20s? Is that yeah. the, the woman that Eddie Murphy's supposed to marry at the beginning of coming to America. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Just at, desperate to do anything if that means it will please the other person. Oh, mate! <laughs> you know what? When I think about some of the fucking,
0: like, I remember um, I was probably about eighteen, nineteen, and I was at home with my parents, and I really, really liked this girl, and she was picking me up, and we were going to go out and sort of meet some other people and go for it. And my mum's quite sort of, she, my so my mum's sort of vegetarian, vegan. She loves all that sort of cooking, so she's quite new age with her thinking, and you know, so she basically made these cauliflower fritters right right um spicy cauliflower nice. fritters and me being greedy uh even yeah i just chowed a load of these down um not even thinking of the repercussions of what that would do to my smell and my breath and <laughs> i remember getting in the car with this girl, and her friend was there and you know like when someone's got a friend <laughs> where
1: got into a car yeah
0: with having in shit right. loads of cauliflower <laughs> fritters <laughs> And her and her friend, I could tell her friend just. I could see her looking in the rearview mirror, and her friend just trying not to burst into laughter because I stank so much, right? And me, me and me, and I'd like lathered on dupe. Do you know what I mean? I, I was like glazed in jupe, Do you know what I mean? And you could still smell a colour of our fritters. And we bounce into this fucking place, and I could see like sort of the emergence of the fact that. Before I knew it, everyone in this bar knew that it was me who stank of of cauliflower fritters, and even to this day, like I still know this girl. She still jokes about the stink. Like you know, it really had like an impact on me as a human And just even now thinking, I get chills down my spine of thinking of yeah, I had so many dates like that that were just all well, times you'd go out with girls that you'd really like and think, oh, this might be the. Day. And also, let me just tell. You, I think even looking back now, I was firmly in the friend zone. There, I was
1: in a car with her and her friend, turning up at a pub like one of the girls. It's like we live the same life, bro. Right? Like, yeah. the number of times I would, like, i will be chatting to girls, I'd convince myself that this girl, there's a couple that sort of spring to mind, convince myself that I'm on the edge of having a relationship with this girl. And <laughs> there's absolutely no way. She's me as like some sort of asexual pet that she'd bring with her. No, no. I
0: will, I will fucking tell you the worst thing that's ever fucking happened, right? This is genuinely, right? So, you know, like, when you're, uh, when you're that age and you sort of, like, you're knocking around in a group, these guys and girls and whatever, and you might just go up. And I remember all of us going up to uptown and fucking going to one of those clubs in, uh, on Leicester Square, you know, like, fucking, I can't remember, one of those awful clubs in Leicester Square. And I'm with this girl and I'm thinking, oh, right, there's a good chance that things might, you know, kick on here. You know, I've sort of, like, you know, we text a lot, we call a lot, and we sort of, like, get on and sort of I make her laugh, right? And uh, she starts talking to this guy. And I sort of like squeeze over, and I'm like, "Yo, you're all right. Hey, you doing you right?" And she's like, "This is genuine." She turns around and says, "Um, this is Tom. He's like a big sister to me." That <sighs> <laughs> is genuinely like, someone has just taken, like, literally walked up with still soaked up boots and just yeah. punted you as hard as yeah. he can in the balls. Yeah, and
1: I didn't go a big sister. I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" No, oh, just oh. running by. My foot. <laughs> Oh man. It's so bad because you, you you haven't even got the self-belief to kind of oh. to kick against no, 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 that. No, no. You go, yeah, you no. know me, just big sis Tom. <laughs> well your big sister's gonna go get some drinks. <laughs> yeah. You better not you better not hurt my little sister because Woo! I'll be coming for you, Charles. <laughs> it's just,
0: just the guy walking up to the girl a bit later and going, Yo, yo, I've just seen your big sister crying in the twits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, mate. I relate uh. to that so much. That fucking. I remember, like, I remember when I was a kid at school, just being, I was so, so fat, like, with a lazy eye that. And, and I remember, like, not realizing what how other kids saw me or, or you know and i remember like there's a girl that we I, I don't know if i told you there's a girl that everybody fancied and this, we were about nine right but there was this girl that yeah. had just joined the school for some reason if you join a school late you oh, become the most yeah. attractive person in the whole year group right so yeah. this girl started and and unless of, you're being you like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to say that like we're the only ones to break <laughs> that duck you seen that new kid yeah it's the most it's the most hideous looking gargle ever seen in my life um, <laughs> how do you know the word gargle you're very young to know that i learned it specifically i actually asked my mum what a word would be for something that i drew a z- picture z- uh, of the ugly, new kid that. and she said oh he looks like a gargle <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so the, the couple of mates were like talking about like sort of joking around all of these boys fancy there the joke about who she might want to go out with. And then uh, one of the guys went, Why don't you go out with Romesh? And um, she, I, 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 it's very difficult to explain the nuance of this. She laughed like that was a joke at her expense. Like, and, and then everyone started laughing. And that the very idea that she would be involved with me would be like a prank on her. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I am not, I'm not the really good-looking boy that my mum keeps telling me I am. <laughs> my mum never told me that. Well, honestly, my mum really fucking... I, I know that, you know, parents, is nice when parents big you up. But to give a boy like me the impression that I was... You know, good, oh, my good looking, handsome son. And then I go into school and I go, just come home. I, I didn't, I never did this, but just one day come home and go, Mum, can I just have a chat with you? Um, I, I don't mind what the answer is. It's just that you keep telling me I'm good looking, but all of my social interactions seem pretty much consistent with a kid who's fucking hideous. So do you want to just own up to me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I looked about forty when I was that age. Anyway, I was,
1: <laughs> I
0: was so tall and gangly. <laughs> uh, I
1: right. mean, it's made us stronger, right? It has made us stronger. Yeah, yeah. And and what's also clear about it, what I'm really happy about, is it still it doesn't bother us now. We've definitely drawn a line under it, no, no, and, no, and right? And it to, no. And it definitely. Yeah. You know, what I'd be worried about, Tom, is if it had left us with any ongoing hang-ups that we carry with us to this day. <laughs> But I think it's quite clear, we've absolutely put that to bed, and we are ready to rock.
0: <laughs> Neither of you know us have
1: actually done that much about
0: our appearance either. No, no.
1: Do you know how, how, how much anxiety it's given me? It's given me so much anxiety, I will agonise after this podcast about saying the words ready to rock. That, that, that's, that's how much baggage I've got. <laughs> Obviously, um, and, you know when you see some people who you went to school with, yeah.
0: who are sort of tummy and they're, they're all chiselled now, that sort of like they've got a really sort of swag look about them. Me and you still look like, <laughs> like, oh, no. but like me and you. If you showed a picture of me and you and go, what do you think these two are like at school? They go, they're pretty funny kids, but sort of like you know l- losers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least you're intelligent. Um. Okay. Uh, do you want to do a couple of emails? Yeah, yeah, hit us up, boy. Hit us up. All right. uh, So here we go. Um, But just one thing while I'm looking for looking for this email that I want to find, a few people have emailed a bit annoyed about this running race thing. Yeah, I mean, I just think the
0: spectacle of it. I wasn't in probably the best fitness and best shape for it. So I think when you're back from your secret location and when we can be in a studio together, which hopefully we can be in a studio together once. You're back from your secret destination. We're
1: going to be doing podcasts together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to, uh, yeah, own that shiz. Okay, here we go. So this one is, I'm going to keep this guy anonymous for his benefit. He's not asked to be anonymous, but but it's just, anyway, you'll see what I mean. Uh, Morning, Lisa, Romish, and Tom. I hope you're all well and have had a good week. Well, Lisa's moved from... She's gone first. Wow. That's mad, isn't it? So it's well, good sh- for Lisa. Yeah, but I mean, it's not the Shrew Wolf and Owl podcast. For, um, you okay. know, what?
0: when we started off with this, Lisa was, you know, no offense, and Lisa was doing brilliantly. And Lisa was sort of like, you know, looking at emails. Now it feels like Lisa has a pet owl
1: and a pet wolf. I know <laughs> like, it's Lisa's yeah. podcast. If you'd like to say, if you'd like me to pass on a message to the two animals that I keep, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's Carol Baskin. <laughs> everybody, everybody yeah. wonders how the owl died. A lot of people say that, that, that Lisa killed it and fed it to the wolf. But... <laughs> Just deep fried him in batter and yeah. coated him in sweet and sour sauce. Just sprinkled with seaweed. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, my question, there's a, he said some very nice things about the podcast. My question problem is, is it wrong for me to get so excited about meeting up with my mates for a round of golf or beers in their garden? I've got a round booked on Sunday, because obviously things are relaxing, aren't they, and I'm already getting ready for it. Golf clothes washed and ready, clubs ready. I'm ready and excited to see my mates and play golf. My girlfriend sees how excited I am and comments that I'm never this excited to do things with her and our one-year-old daughter. She's probably right as I'm visibly more excited about golf, but I love them more than anything, especially golf and my mates I don't, I don't know what that. I love them more than anything, especially golf for my most. Should I play it down, or is it okay to be excited like a child to see the boys for golf and garden beers? Uh, Tom, well, my think? my wife,
0: um, do you know what one of the sweetest things is when I got back from golf when the golf uh, f- and after the first lockdown and golf sort of uh, first came back, mm. it was so she was so lovely because she could see how excited I was to come back and to. Uh, just, yeah, because it just meant a lot just going out on a beer and playing golf. And and I think it's fine to be excited about doing that because we've not been able to do it for ages. What I would say is this, and this is what I sort of have tried to do, and, and it's really difficult. But I think now things are opening up again, and we are getting in a position where you have got that, is, is make sure that you're planning things that you're doing with your wife and your daughter that you're as excited about as like I'm I'm so excited just to go out for a meal with my wife. I can't wait just to sit in a, a restaurant and have a meal together and a couple of drinks. Mm. And I think make sure she knows that you're as excited about that. And and as men, I'm I'm not perfect, quite a lot of the time. I'm I really have trouble sometimes conveying my uh my emotions across and saying like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm so oh my god, I'm so you know, and or you know, in any little thing sometimes just conveying that it can can be quite quite difficult. And I think, because golf is you know doing these things you, you do you are buzzing or whatever gets go and seeing your mates you will be like you know but i think it's just trying to find a way of conveying that to your wife that you are looking forward to doing something with them as much
1: look the truth of it is it's quite um it's quite understandable that you'd be visibly excited about doing golf and going out with your mates because it's something you haven't been able to do for such a long time whereas you have been able to be with your 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 other half and your daughter or something I human nature is. You you take for you're not you're not taking for granted, but you just sort of accept the things that you've got with you all the time, and you get excited about the things that you haven't been able to do. So, having said all of that, that I can understand why your other half might I don't know find that tr- you know like sort of feel like it's a bit weird that you're getting so excited. But I, I just think you just got to reassure her, mate. Do you know what I mean, at the end of the day, this is um, this is a thing where you just go, uh, I, I am excited about doing this because it's something I enjoy doing, but obviously that doesn't, it doesn't mean that I love doing that more than I love you. I mean, I got really excited about the force awakens coming out and I talked about it nonstop and I wanted to go really go and watch it. It doesn't mean I love that film more than my wife and children, although it's up there. Uh, No, I'm joking. You know, all I'm saying is that your human nature is to get excited about things that to get excited about things and the things that you've got in your life all the time. It'd be fucking mad if you're waking up every morning and going to, holy shit, I'm with you again. Woo! Do you know what I mean? That would be, I would say more worrying actually. So um, look, she's feeling a little bit, understandably, a little bit, you know, put out. What you just got to do, explain to her, there's absolutely nothing that can compare to those two people in your life. They're the most important people in your lives and nothing, no level of excitement about golf formates mates will even come close to challenging that, first you know. Finally, I would like to say, you sound like an absolutely great guy. You sound, you sound like, like a, a you sound like a wonderful, wonderful bloke. Yeah,
0: and, and you- so on that, it, you know If you ever fancy a game of golf, hit us up on the fucking Wolf and Our podcast. Email in if you are ever around the Crawley area or or around London. Not the Crawley area. game of golf. You don't. You why fancy- are you saying Crawley area? You don't live anywhere near. Well, I'll crawley. travel down to you. We'll have a game of golf with him. The three of us playing golf would be fun. How do you know that? We'd have a laugh. Me and you would definitely... I mean, you'd be funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how do you know that you, me and this guy w- would have a laugh? I just feel it in him that he'd be fun. He'd be excited.
0: But Imagine how excited he'd be playing the, golf with the war, game of Golf with the Wolf for now.
1: Do you know what I think would happen? I think, it'd be, I think it, there's a possibility he'd be excited for about, I don't know, five six minutes. And then he'd have to we both minutes. are at golf. Yeah. And he'd just sort of, the reality of the fact that he's about to spend three hours with people that he actually doesn't get on with. Would would, would have to hit go home. play golf. Yeah. And, and then he'd go home and his missus would be absolutely fucking furious about how excited he's been about it all day. Just wanking his head off about going to play golf with a wolf <laughs> and owl. <laughs> you know, the owl had the shrew as his caddy. <laughs> shrew. So, good, good luck, mate. Good luck. Uh, this next email is from... from Josh and Michael. I think I can uh, say their names. Um... Writing on behalf of two of your biggest fans in Israel. Wow, Israel! Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know you love that stuff. Um, I'm originally from London, and Michael is from the Netherlands, and we've been living out here for some time. Absolutely loving the podcast. Uh, Michael and I are best mates, and we often lean on each other for advice in all matters. In this case, we're experiencing a very similar problem at the same time, and have no idea how to help each other. So, we'd love to hear the thoughts of the Wolf. For now, in Israel. Offices have remained remained open during the pandemic, and with the majority of the country already vaccinated, working from full or almost full to capacity offices is the norm again. Michael and I work for different companies, but are suffering from sitting next to newly hired colleagues with unbearable hygiene issues. Um, Michael's has toxic bad breath, and mine has unbearable body odour. Neither of us know the best, most sensitive way to address the problem to find a remedy. We don't know if it's right to get a manager involved. It's a bit fucking hard. Speak directly to the culprit seems too mean. Okay, uh, especially as we don't know if the cause is lax hygiene standards or a medical condition. We both want to be sweet, sweet souls, but it's because this is a joke here, and I want to. Know, I'd love to know your uh, take on this one. Uh, but it's becoming impossible to focus the work sitting next to Bo Walcott. We'd love to hear your thoughts about how to approach the issue. <laughs> I love Bo Walcott. i easy. You'd like, Thank that. you. I thought you'd like that. Um, look there's
0: many different ways i remember when i was a kid at school um uh we had a like a little farter at school i was probably about nine or ten and um (laughs) someone was fighting in class and the teacher made us all stand up and then came around and smelt all our bums oh
1: my god are you being serious (laughs) Yeah, like yeah yeah Uh, sorry sorry mate 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 is that teacher still working in education no, no,
0: Mrs. Craven. Her name was. Right, was I assume thing. she's she in. Pr- a- I assume she's in prison. <laughs> she caught a dead fox once, A bit of roadkill for us all to draw, uh, and just flies and stuff in the summer, just buzzing all around the glasses. Uh, yes, yes. So she she did that, but uh, and th- this is the thing right now. I because now I'm a bit older. Where, I know sorry,
1: where the fuck did you go to school, bro? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that farts she, don't hang around she, your bum.
1: Right. Sorry, sorry. Okay, Karen, Sorry, I'm go, go, go. No, no, go, go. No, it's just a, a woman who brought a dead, brought a dead. That is, first of all, that alone, I think, as a teacher, is a fucking red card offense. Bringing a dead right. fox for the children to draw, right? Yeah. Secondly, she she sniffed every one of your asses. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did you t- did you go home and tell your parents? If if my if one of our kids <laughs> came home and said our funny story. <laughs> there was a kid that get farted in class and the teacher got us to all stand up and she, and they sniffed our asses. I would be, I would be honestly, I'd be at the school the next morning with a fucking legal team. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I
0: told my mum, I think my mum complained at the time, but um, yeah, so she she got struck off. Like she was quite, very religious and quite a strange being. But anyway, look, number one, farts don't hang around with your bum. We know that now. Mm. Uh, at the time, she uh, um, blamed a kid called Daniel Lemon, uh, so he was just not, like known as a stinky kid. Actually, probably wasn't even Daniel Lemon. Um, but anyway, what my point is, guys, is this: you should try and engineer some way of saying, "Oh, look, someone smells in the office," um, and then just get like the senior manager to go around and smell the armpits of all the staff or the breath of all the staff, and then just go, "Oh, it's this guy." <laughs> and then that, because to be fair, the farting thing sort of stopped after she did that. I think everyone was worried about. Yeah, because, about, da- because
1: Daniel Lemon was dead. He'd been beaten shitless <laughs> by all the other kids in his class for being the no, father of the school. I just
0: think people saw that there was gonna there was fucking repercussions. So whether
1: you can just do something like that could work. I yeah think that, yeah. If, or... you, if you if you if you, want, if you want to do the thing that Tom's teacher, who was subsequently struck off, did, then please feel free to do that. Go on. What's your other what's option? You, Bearing in mind that was your, that. that was your first one. So I'm dying yeah, to know what that. the second one was.
0: Or, what you do is, like, right, if it's a person with BO, you start sneaking like counter deodorant into his bag or into his desk or whatever, or her, could be her, whoever it is. Right. You start putting deodorant into their things, and just slowly, if you, they see enough deodorant, they'll start using it. Or, you know, when they come in
1: and they go, fuck it, you know, my bag's really heavy. <laughs> I was wondering why it was so heavy. It's like, <laughs> I've barely been able to pick it up. And then I open up. There's 35 cans of deodorant. In. <laughs> Maybe I should start using this. That's what. Yeah. Do you not think their inst- their instinctive reaction might be who the fuck has done it? It's not going to be. Oh well, I've got this. I've got this deodorant fairy that keeps leaving deodorant in my bag. I'm just yeah. Gonna but st-. then you don't hopefully use it right. So is, that, is it like an you're, you're talking about like an anonymous kind of bullying? <laughs> no, but, And and like obviously then you put extra strong mints
0: in or. Um, I tell you what's really good for the guy with bad breath or person with bad breath is airwaves.
1: uh, Can I say something? Extra strong mints as a cure for bad breath is such a fallacy because what you get is minty dog shit breath, right? (laughs) This idea that it cures it. It's like you've put put Colgate on a turd. It, it, It doesn't cure it. You need to look at the causal issues of that. Do you know what I mean? Right. I think you've got two ways there of dealing with it no yeah. or send an anonymous email that's actually do you know what of the you managed to finally pull a a, a a borderline usable idea out of your ass at the last second there because actually no, you've that's, got three that's not ideas a bad...
0: there oh i
1: think i'd probably go with the first one yeah if you were, um, like, and... yeah so i would say the way that i would do it is send an email to your manager going would you mind sniffing the armpits <laughs> of everyone that works here <laughs> No, only everyone on that little circular desk or whatever. And, and just, just yeah, just so you know, I know who it is, but I'd like you to sniff everyone's armpits. Yeah,
0: uh,
1: or that would work though, no? Yeah, or if you want to, over the course of uh, a few weeks, just keep buying deodorant cans and sneaking them into this or, person's bag.
0: What you could do is get someone to start going out with the person, so that they sort of build a trust and a bit of love and emotion with them. Mm. And then they say, Oh babe, do you know that you actually smell a bit? Yeah.
1: So what it. and then and then that friend will say to you, Can I just ask why is you hooked me up with the smelliest bastard in the office? No. No, they're in on it. The person they're in on it. it. So they've got to enter into a <laughs> relationship. <mean,
0: laughs>
1: Can you do me a favour, there's there's somebody at work that stinks a bit. So I need you to have I need you to enter into a relationship with them. You used to do a whip round in the office and get like 500 quid. Would you go out with somebody for 500 quid?
0: What, had bad personal hygiene?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Probably went up before I was married, I would have, yeah, right. just to help out
1: a whole, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so there you go, there's some advice. I mean,
0: the, the sad truth, the sad indictment, even if they stank and had awful fucking personal hygiene, yeah, I wouldn't be odds in the fact that they go
1: out with me. Even if they stank, terrible breath, hideous personality, and bought me a matching... Tasmanian devil hat and Polar, I'd still be absolutely delighted with the relationship. <laughs> you, were coming, you had found someone to <laughs> I love you, uh, um, Rob. So, yeah. Uh, look, the truth is, the truth is that I think if you want this tackled, the thing that you have to do is have a discreet conversation with them. It's the truth of it. Yeah. You've got to decide whether having that conversation is more or less difficult than putting up with that for the rest of your working life, basically. And, yeah. and, and also, it, it's one of those things where it will hurt them at the time, but actually you are doing them a huge favor. So, yeah, um, so yeah you need to just speak to them about it, man. All right, Tommy, it's, it's about out. that time. Yeah, please do, brother. Please do.
0: For there was a gardener, a sweet, sweet soul, who planted two seeds. One was of a sunflower, and one was of a uh, plant that wasn't as pretty as a sunflower. Uh, or maybe just a big bush, or a rose of kind. Anyway, as the sun started to shine, and the water lay into the dewy soil, the sunflower started to grow, and it started to be beautiful and such. Uh, and the bush, stroke tree type thing, was just a horrible big stick coming out of the the ground. And people used to walk past the sunflower and say, oh my God, the sunflower's amazing, amazing. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. And they'd ignore the stick. Anyway, years became decades and decades became a little (laughs) bit longer, whatever comes after that. And although the sunflower every year came back, people have become bored of its sort of sunny yellow flowerism. And they got used to just seeing it. And one day, a man and his wife and kids walked past and saw this big, beautiful oak tree standing next to the sunflower. And he said, look at that tree and how lovely it is. And the kids said, can we climb it? And he said, yes, for this tree is strong enough to take your weight climbing. Um, and uh, its strongness has been developed over years of toil and hard weather and, and listening to people rave about the sunflower. And as the two kids start to clamber up the tree, The mum shouts, kids, kids, be careful not to fall on the sunflower, for it can't take your weight. The moral of this story is some people will grow quickly and shine, but they won't be able to take the weight of a child or something else falling on them because they haven't got the know-how or weather or to do it. Don't worry if it takes a little longer to shine, for one day you will become a tree. I'm out.
1: That was... uh... That was one of your best ones, I think. I genuinely think oh, so. It was enjoyable one, though. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if it was um, the fact that you you couldn't think of uh, what the, the tree might be when it first started growing, or the yeah. fact that you started with years and didn't leave yourself much where to go. <laughs> much where? I mean, I've absolutely fucked myself there. Um, but I loved it. You know what I was talking about, though, yeah? Yes, I knew what you were talking about, yeah. If that If that's your absolute target for conversation that i sort of roughly know what you're talking about then yeah you're doing very well maga. And by the way i said my guy not maga
0: which has been oh I'm yeah not, yeah at the end of all of these signing off with maga make yeah. america great again uh yeah
1: yeah so anyway uh peace out from the wolf and the owl see you next time adios